Today's podcast episode may have been recorded in the bathroom, but you didn't hear that from me. It's 2023, and there are over 100 episodes of conflicting information. As this guy learns and takes new directions and shares his own opinions, like it or not. Welcome to the VO Life, a podcast for those who are trying to figure out how to build a career in VO from a guy who just seems to always learn the hard way. Now here's your host, Troy Holden. Hey, 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 welcome back to the VO Life. Today we got a special guest. This is Brad Hyland, and all of you probably know Brad. He's well known in the VO community, <laughs> and Brad has been uh, upping his game as a coach, helping people get authentic and real, and learning to audition efficiently and well, and and just teaching people the right way to do things as a working VO. Uh, Brad is also an affiliate coach for JMC, which speaks volumes of his ability to prep and train you to be better. But you know, my favorite thing about Brad, he's the voice of Santa for Elf <laughs> on a Shelf. I just love that. And uh, I've heard the stories about animation and character, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, uh, Brad's got a really deep love for VO from a very early age, and we're going to learn all about that. Welcome to the VO Life, Brad Highland. Thanks for having me. Very Man, nice. I, I'm excited to have you here. I think you're going to reach some people that may not have heard a lot about you because we have a lot of new people in the group that listen. But first off, let's get into a little bit about you. I know you recently made a move. It's It's been a little while uh, as far as where you're living now. And yeah. Tell us a little bit about the family stuff and what the Highlands like to do when you got free time. Well, we lived in a place for 36 years and we thought it was great for all those years. And then my son and his wife moved about 45 minutes away and took the grandkids with them. So they were no longer around the corner anymore, which drove my wife crazy. So as soon as they moved, we started looking and we, we sold and moved into our new place in May last year. And we're only about nine minutes from them. And it's fabulous because she, at the drop of a hat, if they need us, we can be there. And every Tuesday, she cooks a fabulous dinner, and we take it over and and have dinner at their house. So we just awesome. we just love it, and we you know it's it's a great big house out in the quiet country. So it's a big change for us. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with the country. I like mm-hmm. the country. Country's good. So what about uh, what about your personal hobbies? What kind of things do you do when you're not uh, you know something just to get out for bread? I love uh, helping to train our, we have two Spanish water dogs and there's a puppy, one is six months old. So we're always involved with them all day because that's just what they do. They make you be involved with them. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm also, I love uh, my, my hobbies in the fall and winter are bow hunting, which I do right on my property. And we, we harvest and eat everything that we harvest uh, for venison. And, you know, it's really Mm -hmm. good. Um, but other than that, it's really just spooling up for fun travel. You know, we like to go somewhere every year, sometimes twice a year. And, um, I'm one of the lucky guys at whatever the holiday, whether it's a birthday or, um, you know, Valentine's day or Christmas, she doesn't want big presents. And she, if I actually bought her an expensive present, it would be like, do you know that this could have been a the plane ride to Bali or something uh-huh, like that. Right. So we, we, we put all our, um, if we have extra money, it goes into a fund for the grandkids for their, you know, when they turn 18 and, uh, and travel, the rest is just pretty, 
pretty basic, simple stuff. You know, we don't, we don't have second houses and we don't have Ferraris or anything like that. We yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. Just living, just living life. Living for living. Yeah. It sounds a little bit like uh, our situation. When we got married, my wife said, I do not want an engagement ring because it'll get hung on things at the barn. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I remember one year it was like, no, we don't need to buy that. That's a year's worth of hay for the horses. Yeah. Okay. You know, I kind of like living simple that way. (laughs) Um, We just finished up at VO Atlanta and you presented, you attended. Yes. Uh, kind of on both sides. Tell us a little bit about both sides of that experience that you had. Um, I loved VO Atlanta. Like like nobody's business did I love it. And it was just a smash hit. You know, um, J. Michael and Anna. Anna was, you know, it's a CEO and it's her first one. Um, she's super skilled pro business person. And she just, it went off without a hitch. And I just, I'm really proud and honored that I could have been, uh, that I got to be a speaker there. I did two breakout sessions and I was on a panel. Um, yeah. And it, I just thought the the engagement and the level of enjoyment from, you know, almost a thousand people was just spectacular. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you haven't gone before and you're kind of on the fence, you know, maybe dip your toe into a smaller conference, but don't don't miss VO Atlanta next year. Right. It it is the Super Bowl. There's no it, doubt. It's, it's it's just it's three or phenomenal. four days of Super Bowl. It, it is. Last year was my first year, and I felt like a a uh, flower on the wall. I guess okay. I wanted to watch, observe, see. I met some people that I had interacted with, and fortunately, being here in Nashville, uh, Kevin Kilpatrick just is the bomb here. He, uh, he organizes get togethers for Nashville people. And that really helped. I went down there and had a connection with him and he kind of knew I was going to sit to the side unless he made me get involved in some things. That's and that, that really helped. They, he it did, really helped. He and he and Bobby have a uh, pretty popular podcast. Yes. Um, and I was up in their room when they recorded it and he got through, I think he got through two or three guests. And then he said, and now we're going to have Brad Highland. I was like, oh, I didn't know he was going to be on this. Nice. So <laughs> he did a, he does a really good job of interviewing and I got, that was fun to be on. That. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was able to do that last year. And this year I got up there about 30 minutes late and the room was so packed and it was so hot. And I just <sighs> said, ah, I think, yeah. you know, I, I waved, to- waved at Kevin and Bobby and just went down the hall to my room. It was, yeah, it was, it was, I, I had, it got very uncomfortable. I had to leave a little bit early. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And, and a definite, uh, upgrade. There was a more excited vibe this year in the entirety of EO Atlanta. The service, even the hotel service was better and different. Very, you know, it's just everything. Very everything responsive, very nice people. Um, yeah, I don't know if they think I'm going to be a big pain in the butt, but every time I'd walk up to the counter, two or three people they can't read my, they can't read my name tag, but they remembered me and they'd say, hi, Mr. Highland, what can we do for you? It was like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, that's great. That makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did find it a little harder to get to people I wanted to talk to, or, you know, we had a lot of quick exchanges, a lot of, you know, stuff out in the promenade area, but it was really hard to sit down with as many people as you hoped you'd sit down with. I, that was yeah. probably my main take. And, and when you do connect with somebody, uh, a student, you know, anyone that you've known for two or three years on social media and you've never met and you finally get a chance to connect. Um, it's not a it's not a bad thing. It just happens. But you're talking to somebody and then 
someone will grab you from behind and they don't know you're talking, you know, and all of a right. sudden you're pulled and it, right. and it makes, it makes what was a genuine connection seem disingenuous because you're pulled away or somebody interjects or wants to talk to the person you're talking to. So it's a little, I wish we could have a class on, uh, you know, interacting with groups of people while they're talking to one person and maybe how do, yeah. how do we do that without, you know, having the curtain close on some great connection that you were having. Yeah, we used to get those where I work before they would send people to Japan. You would get the Japan etiquette, how to approach people, how to do this, how to do it. Yeah, we need conference etiquette training, yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, let's get into some nuts and bolts. Um, and this is, uh, we're going to turn back the clock a little bit because it, to me, it's always interesting. Most of the people that I know that are in this industry, they've had a passion or a love for it from a long time ago, and maybe they just got into it later. But before VO, you had this nice job, this steady paycheck. Tell everybody what you were doing. Yeah, I I spent 35 years in the green industry. Uh, I worked with a big um, line clearance company for a couple of years and then 34 years with the biggest landscaper in the country. It was uh, Brickman. The Brickman family owned it, and then it became Brightview. Um, because the Brickman family had taken it to a couple billion dollar company and just needed to do some different things. So they sold it. And, um, that's when I decided that I needed to follow what I had always thought, you know, 30 something years ago, I wanted to be a, even when I was a kid, I didn't know what voice acting was, but that's what I wanted to do when I watched mm -hmm. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and I could do all the character voices you know, and memorized them back when I was eight years old. Right. Um, but then, you know, fast forward and people so, you know, in college, I was uh, um, funny, the funny guy. And I did teacher imitations and I was doing mm -hmm. stand up comedy. And my friend said, hey, you should do so, you should do voiceover. And I was like, what's voiceover? <laughs> and then a month later, someone else said that. And then I bumped into someone and then I found a webinar. And then I went and I connected with a, a great guy, John Burr in uh, Maryland, in Bethesda, and went to his studio. This is all before home studios. And I worked for a year and a half, one-on-one -on -one in master classes, and I cut a demo and started getting some traction and some jobs, and then the work just took away. So I awesome. tabled it. So that's what I did, and then quit, <laughs> quit yeah. in 2015. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was the kid reading the Atlanta Journal into the uh, cassette recorder at age seven and eight. So yeah, uh, for me, it was, I, I want to be a sportscaster. I want, you know, I want to do this or that, or I want to be a weather guy. And then it became a, a DJ and I had turntables all through high school. Hmm, and I did yeah. DJ all through high school and college. Uh, as far as dances and stuff, I never was on the radio, always wanted to be. And then boom, life kicks in and you know, you, you put that stuff behind and then, boy, when the opportunity came to come back, it was really exciting, though. Yeah, yeah. Now, the tough part, uh, somewhat for me, and I know for a lot of people, is we love what we do in the booth, but the business side is a challenge. Was that easy or hard for you early on? Uh, I think I think it's such a such a paradigm shift because so much that you do in business when I had, a, you know, when I was running an office and I had all these employees and customers spread over three counties and a seasonal business and um, budgeting and forecasting and making the people in the ivory tower happy. You, you learn all kinds of marketing and how to manage salespeople. And it's so different when it's just you yourself mm -hmm. 
by yourself running a business. So while I knew, uh, I knew all the aspects, it was a real cold shower when you're, when you really start working and it's like, oh crap, now I got to know how to invoice professionally. Oh crap. Now I need to know how to track that and make sure I get paid. Oh, how do I touch? How do I stay in touch with that person and, and, you know, email them later and, how do I track for taxes and what all these things that just, mm-hmm. you just sort of learn as you go. Um, so I knew it all. It's kind of like a movie that I thought I had seen before, but man, the, right. how the movie played out every day was so different. And I'm, you know, right. just like anyone else, I'm still learning. I worked, this is my seventh year full time and I got successful enough that I needed to do better. So I hired a virtual assistant and she's brilliant. And we're working on some of the hardcore uh, marketing things that I sort of mm-hmm. stepped over at the beginning um, and the things that I suck at because I'm an old guy, you know, yeah. the young people are so fast at things like headliner and, you know, using the apps and figuring out how to create pretty PowerPoint slides for my coaching stuff. Right. So she just does wonders for me. Yeah, that that is a big help. And, and, you know, we we grew up as things transitioned and we learned enough to get by, I think, was part of it. Yeah, Uh, we didn't really dig into it. And I was the same way, always serving other people in the company, keeping them happy, but not always the end user. And uh, so, yeah, it is a little different. Now, I I know you're uh, you've got a really highly versatile uh, business uh, as far as a lot of different things, you know, commercial work, narration yeah. work, character work. If you could totally be swamped in one genre, which one, if you could just pick one and say, I'm going to make enough money in this, I don't have to do the others. Where I, would you I go? talk to my students about this and people mm-hmm. that ask, um, I love commercial work. I love being, you know, I love, I'm, I'm the only six, four, 300 pound guy who's on the voice of a doll. Um, probably, but <laughs> I, now he's going to talk for a second and be on there. Um, but, <laughs> I shouldn't have cut. I love, and I keep the lights on with non-broadcast work, corporate narration, mm-hmm. explainer videos, telephony, uh, voicing films for mm-hmm. companies, voicing films for national parks. Um, I, the, voicing films of all kinds are, is one of my favorite things to do. So I tell people if, if the voiceover fairy landed on my shoulder with a magic wand and says, Hey, I'm going to tap you with this wand. And it's, you know, you can, you can hopefully score a big Coca-Cola or a Chevy truck ad and people, you can say, Hey, I'm the voice of the Chevy trucks, pull it down. You know, I'm that voice, or you can keep doing and growing your business year over year, 20, 30% revenue growth year over year, just doing corporate non flashy narration Mm -hmm. stuff. I would say, hit me with that wand because it's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's repeatable. The customers are fabulous. And when you, when you connect with them and make sure they know that you want to do more work for them, they come back and the, the returning non-broadcast, uh, non-paid placement customers, you know, they right. do some of that, but the, but the, the regular corporate stuff, that's what floats the boat. And that's what makes right. me happy. Yeah. I, I March for, for me was the first uh, the first big month of realization that 80% of what I did was direct. And that's, that, and that's mean direct and repeat. And, and I'm kind of in the same boat that you are. I like hitting that commercial pop every now and then. They, they pay nicely. It's good stuff. It's nice to get recognized when you have that. But the behind the scenes stuff, uh, I'm with you. It pays the bills and people need to keep that in mind. You don't have to be 
highly successful in something else. You know, it can be this, but there's still the challenge. Now you said earlier, as, as a young guy, you, you could do all these characters. How about the elf who wanted to be a dentist? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not, I, I do that character. I did a video in back in December. I put a friend of mine knows, you know, my history and my passion and he knows about my full-time career and he's been a big advocate for me. He bought me the little plush toys from that elf on the shelf, um, from the, uh, Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I just put them up there and I videotaped each character and I did each voice for that character. Yeah. That's uh, great. And it's, yeah. And it, I, I'm, there's people that do better imitations, I'm sure, but. But it's I, fun. It, it's really fun. And, and when, when it comes on TV, I know the, all the lines. And so when it comes to that line where he says, I want to be a dentist, you know, I do it right along with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yep. really fun. Yeah. And, and, uh, I have to imagine like, uh, like myself, as you read books to kids and grandkids, every character comes to life. They love that. Yeah. They, I mean, they love it. So, and much. I, now that I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old and a brand new one just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Reading, reading books and doing the characters is, is really fun. Cause now, you know, you can, you can look at the four little ducks went swimming one day and you can mm-hmm. sing the song and you can point and then you point to the ducks, mother right. duck said, and then the, my, my granddaughter goes quack, 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 quack. And I can do it right along with her. Yeah. It's yeah. Really I fun. love that. I love that. Uh, being, you know, creativity is just one of the greatest gifts that God can give us. I think, I think it's awesome. Yeah. All right, Brad, now you're coaching this. This is another big step in a change. You've been, you've been in, uh, VO full-time about seven years. Now you're coaching here. I'm, I'm one of your, have been one of your students and we'll definitely. You're a very good more. student too. Well, you thank just you. the I, right things. I tried to <laughs> learn and, and apply and I'm still, you know, it's amazing. Even still today, I'll pull up an audition and I'll, I'll listen to it and I'll go, you didn't do what Brad said. <laughs> I still do that. And I'll go back and redo it. And I'm really, I'm really trying to, you know, keep it, keeping to apply that. Cause like so many people, I have the tendency to want to get into that salesy announcer voice. And uh, yeah. yeah, so that's what once in a while you get one where you, they, they release yeah. pounds and you can be that voice. Cause it's usually, it's usually yep. a takeoff of an old ad, but uh, right. most, of the, most of the time it's, it's just boring you being you, you know, that's, yeah. that's the secret. But the coaching thing happened organically. I was helping a lot of people and then I started actually doing like, Hey, let's just hop on a zoom and I'll help you with what you're doing. And it was an hour and they loved it. So I just, I had to make it official thing and I'm creating, right. I'm creating my website to have the, the coaching page and I'm getting some absolutely yours included really touching video testimonials from what, how people, what it's meant to them per, personally and what they're doing with it. And they're all, anyone that gives me that permission, they're going to be on my, awesome on my coaching page. Um, yeah, it's, it's truly something that I, I love to do, love to do it. What I think sets you apart is you have a screening process. Uh, tell us a little bit about that screening process and why you do that. Um, yeah, I, I would love to chat with everybody that wants to talk to me about how to, you know, if it's a match for coaching, if it's not a match for me, for whatever reason, I can, I have so many people that I know that can help them. But my, my slot is since I'm a working voice actor is I'm helping people doing what I'm doing, which is auditioning and ignoring the microphone and learning how to be themselves and booking more work. And I have a, 
I, you know, I have a, a funnel for casting site success that I help people with, with a lot of my little secret tips and tricks. And those were built from inter I interview every customer that hires me still when they hire me, if they say, Hey, great read. Can we have this by Friday? You know, your audition was perfect. I'll go, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's get on a quick zoom. Cause I want to talk to you. And I, I have a bunch of questions and sometimes that 40 minute zoom chat is the best time I will spend in a day because it really, you really can connect with people and mm -hmm. they remember you. And so the next time they have another conference opener, they're making, Hey, I'm not going to go to one, two, three. I'm just going to call Brad and have him give me a quick right. sample to send. And that right. happens over and over and over again. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. People forget that marketing is marketing, whether it's, it's VO or, or whatever you're marketing and you are marketing you and making that connection is key. And I think people forget that they think yeah, they're, and they're, 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 they, just, they just want my voice. No. And I think, and I think people jump into aggressive marketing before they're good because that's what you need to do is you have to be a good marketer, but you also have to get the training and yes. be competitive because the, the VO pond or ocean is filled with sharks like you and me, you know, and we're out there full time every day mm -hmm. trying to get all that work. So you can't be unskilled and jump into like a casting site and just start throwing crap against the wall and hoping you score right. something. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's and what I do in my, with my, with my one-on-one. -on -one. And I have heard people say, quote unquote, coaches, just go ahead and join voices.com. You'll get lots of practice auditioning. Big mistake. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. And I, when you talk about my screening process, I'll talk to anyone, you know, that's, unless they, they just, you know, woke up and said, someone said to be, I, I'll point them to, I want to be a voice actor.com, you know, and let them read all that information. Mm -hmm. Gravy for the brain has acres of fabulous content for a yes. very low monthly fee that you can listen to and learn for eight hours a day for two months. And then you can, you could cancel if you wanted to, but people don't because it's such a, um, mm -hmm. uh, valuable asset to their, their learning. Um, but yeah, I, I, in that zoom, I find out where they are, what are their goals? What are their passions? Why is this? They think it's right for them. Do they have a recording studio? What's their chain? How do they, all that kind of stuff. Cause I don't want, I don't want to, I, I prefer not to coach somebody who has nothing, you know, right. I want, there's so much you can learn on your own before you even start having somebody help you how to be, um, get traction mm -hmm. into booking work. Mm -hmm. There's so much technical stuff with a home recording setup and how do you do it and all the things. Right. Right. If you are, um, giving somebody just some quick advice on the building blocks, uh, and, uh, and you know, some people say, well, get your space and then get this and then get that. Um, what's your, what you just said is, is 90% of it is get out there and get the free stuff. Listen, be sure this is what you want to do. Be sure you're passionate about it. This is not a get rich quick thing. This not is only is a, it not, not only is it not get rich quick, it's hard as hell. Yes. To, I mean, when you see the yes. pie, the pie chart that Nava put out about the average, you know, the full-time working VO professionals and where they fall in with their earnings, it's pretty sobering. And it is, um, it is. there's a lot of people struggling for their piece and yeah. it's a, it's a very competitive, tough. And sometimes I'll just do my best to gently educate somebody about why this may not be a great mm -hmm. choice for them mm -hmm. Yeah, because of good, good because of how difficult it is. I, I feel like there is a three to five year window that will make or break you. 
I don't think anybody can, and there's the anomalies. There are the golden tickets. There are some people that for some reason, maybe they got the acting chops, maybe everything works out. Mm -hmm. And in year two, they're making really good money. Yeah. They have thick skin and confidence and they will learn everything that's told to them and try it. And then they zoom ahead of the pack. Yes, absolutely. And, and, uh, but what I'm seeing in, in my journey and a lot of people that, that started the same time I did, there's something that happens about year three where it, it starts taking off. You start getting noticed more. You, you're more comfortable with what you're doing. And then it seems like also another break around year five. And I think that's when that income changes. People maybe have the ability to go full time if they're part time. Uh, there just seems to be some windows in there. Yeah. And it's so different for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I help a lot of people one-on-one that have great studios. They've had great training. They have great demos and they're trying hard every day, but they're, they'll tell me I'm, you know, I make 40 grand a year and, Mm -hmm. or maybe 50. And I, that doesn't work. I want to make a lot more money. And there's just, there's pieces of the puzzle that you got to get together as well as just plain hard work. Right. And there's, you have to keep a lot of spokes in the wheel. You can't expect, uh, well, I can't, I I don't expect everything to come from two or three sources. So I'm, you know, I really want to press my direct marketing. I really want to audition a lot. I think, um, as you explained in your training numbers, you know, there's a lot of thing to do with, with, with numbers, a lot, a lot, (laughs) a lot of numbers. Yeah, Um, And we see a lot of good people fall out, unfortunately, because of they don't have the business training or they don't keep up that side of it, or they don't have the, uh, I guess the stamina yeah. to, to, with, to, you know, to, and the thick skin to take what comes with this. It's a tough business. Yeah. It's really tough. It's so beautiful and it's so fabulous. And when I wake up every morning and realize I'm still a full-time voice actor, it's like, God, please don't let this be a dream. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> compared to the life I had before. So, Yeah. Totally understand. Now, I know we talked a little uh, earlier about the uh, marketing and you have picked up a, a virtual assistant to help with that. Is that a uh, becoming a larger part of things of what you're doing now or is that something you've done pretty much all along? And you're just up in the game. It's it's I right or wrong and most people will say wrong, which I agree with. And that is um, I followed somebody's advice that was making a ton of money when I started. And I imitated that. And there was a lot of really successful people using casting sites, a lot of them. So I did that and I booked right away um, and booked on all of them and found ways to get those people to come back to me. Um, And that's what drove me to that level of where I needed to be smarter about what I was doing. So that's what I'm doing now. And I've been doing the last three years. Um, So one of the things that I tell people is don't do what I did, do it the right way, mm-hmm. include casting sites, one or two or three or whatever, but you have to have your plan on marketing and where you're going to get the people and how you're going to be reaching out to them um, mm-hmm. and have realistic goals. And I tell people all the time, don't make a list of 10 things you're going to get done because right. you won't get any of them done. You have to, you have to make a list of two or three things, the most important things and then figure out how to keep the whirlwind from affecting your process and progress on those three things. And then make sure everything that you do moves your needle. You want to mm-hmm. always be moving the needle in the right direction. Uh, and then pick another few things to chew on. Yep. Absolutely. Great advice. 
Brad, I know you're a busy guy. Uh, you got a new grandbaby. I, I really appreciate your time today. I don't want to keep you all morning. We could probably sit on here and go back and forth about all kinds of stuff for an hour. But Yeah, I blocked the rest of the day. You mean you want to stop? I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, yeah, I have I got, have a session uh, coming up that I got to get off for, and uh, I really, I super appreciate uh, being included. Awesome. Awesome. Let everybody know where to find you currently. I know you're working on a coaching website, but how can they find you now? Just my regular website, AmericanVoicePower.com. My email is Brad at AmericanVoicePower.com. If you Google my name, it pops a whole bunch of crap up about me. So uh, everybody can reach me. I'd love to chat with people on a Zoom. If you have questions and you want to talk, let's just talk. Absolutely. Yep. And as we said, I've worked with Brad. He can definitely help. If you're ready for the help, he will be very honest and open with you about that. And I think that is a trait that more should have. Brad, Brad, thanks again for being with us. Uh, Hope you have a great rest of the week. Take care of them grandbabies. Thank you very much. This was the VO Life. It's over for now. Yay. Oh, aren't you all so glad? This has been The VO Life with Troy Holden. If you'd like to consult with Troy one-on-one, visit his website and schedule time at troyholdenvoices.com. Join the VO Live Facebook page and interact with other new voice talent. Join the VO Workouts or the midweek meetup on the VO Live page events. And be sure and leave a review on Apple and let us know what you'd like us to cover on the podcast. You can also get all of the episodes on Troy's YouTube page. Just search for Troy Holden Voices. That boy is everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. Next thing you know, he'll have a streaming TV show. God forbid. And I will. <laughs>